Hi, and welcome to episode three of Unshaven and Quarantined, where once again, our guest today is Noah Sorensen from Mexico. How are you doing, Noah? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing great. How is it over there now? Um, so a couple of crazy things happened today. Uh, first of all, when I was biking around, I noticed it's just every single day it's more empty. So there's nowhere, there's nobody out. And I mean, that could be like an entire like five block stretch of just no one. And it's getting kind of eerie. It feels a bit like 28 days later or, or something like that. So there's that which continues to grow and be, be crazy. And then also the bugs are out here now. And that is a problem. Really? Yeah. That's okay. Action. Well, they're, they're not going to have a lot of people to feed off of if everybody's inside and not littering and shit, right? Well, yeah, and you're also in the jungle in Mexico. <laughs> uh, any, any poisonous spiders or snakes and other stuff like that there that I should be worried about? Anybody should be worried I about? <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen any, but I wouldn't walk around my, my lawn barefoot, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, there's definitely shit out there. I mean, I've been fortunate not to run into any of it, but yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and yes, the, the bugs are just like, they're, they're a real problem. They're not like North American mosquitoes. They're a lot littler, and you don't even notice them, and then suddenly 10 of them are biting you. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what was pretty bad? I was in, uh, I was in Vietnam, and uh, they have like these ants that crawl over you and it fucking stings like it's not just like an ant crawling on you and annoying you like it, it crawls on you and it's like ouch and it's like what the fuck you know and i was like and i was happened to be sitting by a pile and i'm like what in the literal fuck is this i don't know what kind of ant this is but i want nothing to do with it ever again <laughs> yeah i had an experience like that in costa rica where um i was out in the fields taking cow pictures so it was actually already really risky behavior because uh-huh. like I'm I'm messing around with like a cow that weighs a ton and you don't know if they're friendly or not, um, <laughs> right? And so right. I, like I'm shooting the cows, they're being friendly. That doesn't seem to be a problem. But then I just feel this immense amount of pain in my right leg, and I look down and there's like 70 fire ants eating me. <laughs> Fucking a, yeah, that was probably it, a fire ant that got me too. Yeah. And it is real serious, like 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 a health threat um so i literally like throw my camera put it down in the bag and i'm running for this this water that i can see and i jump in the lake and i'm jump i'm drowning all <laughs> i'm drowning all these motherfuckers like i'm just and um my leg was extremely swollen for like two days oh fuck yeah, I, I, mean, I, I, I hate getting sick while traveling i really it's really like yeah. oh i mean i'm not sure i'm sure nobody loves it but I, yeah. I really don't. I really, I don't handle it well. I fucking can't stand it. Like I fucking it's, uh, get bent all out of shape. And it's going to happen when you travel. Like I tend to be pretty immune. Like knock on wood, I haven't gotten sick in Mexico yet. And mm-hmm. getting sick in Mexico is like famous. Like you will get sick here. Um, I'll, I'll but, tell you what. Let, let, why don't we hold this thought? We're gonna end with a little bit of talk about being a nomad because me and you both have experience in that. Let's okay. just jump. Let's just jump into the COVIDs right now, okay? Uh, okay. Yesterday, a bunch of protesters stormed Lansing, stormed our state capitol building with guns, talking about their freedom and MAGA and other insane bullshit. And then today, 
or was it? I think it was yesterday. It's still yesterday, even after all that happened. Whitmer was still like, nope, y'all are staying home too fucking bad. Like, flexed her shit, dude, which yeah. I thought was pretty fucking cool. Like, I, I really had no opinion of Whitmer until yesterday. Did not bow um, down to pressure. I think, I think she's getting a lot of perks based on that decision. Like, a lot of props. Like, yeah, that, yeah, definitely. That was, a, that, was, that was a solid leader move. It was like, you know, it's like the parent that your kid's going crazy in McDonald's. And you're just like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Complete no, power move. Our, no our way. You're getting Republican like, legislature like moved to like start a lawsuit against her to take away her emergency powers. There is no precedent for that. That has never happened in the history no. of the United States. If it has happened, if anybody ever tried to bring up a lawsuit, I bet you they fucking lost or never even went to court. And that's what's going to happen with this one, too. No. Um, Gretchen Whitmer is the boss. What's, what's, what's up guys you, your uh, your governor isn't quite as uh, she's not very scarable no and uh, you know uh, when did America ever negotiate with terrorists man I mean come on dude these guys what? need to like calm it down a little bit I you you have every right to speak up but man you don't have to be crazy about it either <laughs> well, well here, here's the thing with it there were some people actually in Metro Detroit that had contacts there, you know, whether it was like news reporters or people that were just in Lansing that were kind of watching from afar. And uh, they're not sure exactly what these people are protesting about. It was just an angry mob. And it they think it's just more of like a like a Trump, like a Trump rally. You know what I mean? Like these things are being it, it, it's being astroturfed. It's being funded by the uh, by Betsy DeVos and her friends. This is not a grassroots movement. So everybody, you know, there's astroturfing is going on. It's manufactured hate. And um, I don't think their mission, I really, really, really don't think their mission is to end the lockdown. That, that's not what they're trying to do. It's another one of those Republican playing the victim role. And what they're what they're trying yeah. to do, since Trump can't hold his rally, this is kind of like his rally. He wants his base to see this. And he wants people yeah. to say, we're fighting for our freedom. But they don't really want you to like end the lockdown. I think they're aware. The government is aware of how bad it is. But at this point... Um, Trump has an election to win, and he doesn't give a fuck at all costs. So he'll just sit there and fool his idiots into going to our capital and causing a ruckus so that everybody can see the sound bites. And and me and you and most sane people are going to say no, but think about it. Their fan bit, their their base, they're feeding off this stuff. I mean, I, I was looking at your post on Facebook, and these guys were inspired by what those people did uh, and totally missed a point, like completely <laughs> missed a point. But yeah. they don't even know what they're mad about. Yeah. Um like it's pretty it's pretty intense and i mean i would agree with you 100 percent that this has absolutely nothing to do with motorboating or seeds or uh, personal rights or attacks on civil liberties at all this is the trump administration's like last ditch like stupid plan d where uh <laughs> they trick their cult base into attacking the united states in a desperate last ditch uh attempts to keep power you know and, um, and, and we made the national news and not even the nationals we made world news man my fucking you, phone exploded because you know all the traveling i did uh, my phone exploded yeah. with people i know from england from spain from germany uh etc etc south america like all asking hey how's detroit doing and i'm like we're doing fine it's well we're not doing fine but you know what i mean we're doing as well as everybody else is i guess during this crisis yeah. but um 
I, I try to just really, you know, inform them about our like history with the right wing fringe in, in uh, Michigan. Uh, like Timothy McVeigh had connections to the Michigan militia. Like we, we've always had like a fringe right wing groups here in Michigan and they never had much of a voice and they were never much of a problem. They kind of, you just kind of knew not to go in their areas. They're like, there's a bunch of yokels living in this remote Northern Michigan town. Just don't fucking go there. Okay. This is not a place you yeah. want to go, but now they have Facebook. <laughs> now yeah, they have fucking um, Facebook and they have phone cameras and other shit. <laughs> they can send their stupidity and radiate it all over the fucking state and world. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I have people contacting me out of, like, Argentina asking me, uh, are, like, the rumors true? And are you guys going to be okay? And, like, crazy, crazy questions. Well, we're going to be yeah. as fine as everybody okay. else. We're locking down if people follow the rules and try not to get sick. And that's as well as everybody can do right now. I mean, you got to give, gotta give credit to the governors that are actually getting shit done in the United States. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, because we've kind of been under Republican rule, it seems like there's a lot of governors that are just straight conservative people that want to basically uh, blab and uh, continue with what Trump's saying, which is everything's fine. Well, guys. you see, you see, that's perfect. what he does on TV. That's what he does on TV. From what I read today, he actually talked to the governor of uh, Georgia. What's his name? Brian Kemp. Is that his name? Anyway, regardless, I, I, I believe that Brian Kemp was looking to open today, like reopen the state. But the federal government kind of s- silently, mind you, like got in there and kind of told him, hey, 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 so, slow your roll, slow your roll, slow your roll. Like, seriously, yeah. stop, like, like, shut the fuck up and stop for a second. OK, this is not the time to reopen. So like, like when I see things like that, it just goes ahead and, and, and like confirms my suspicions that these, this whole thing is manufactured hate. It's being used to rile up his fan base it's being used as his rallies because he doesn't have his rally anymore and uh yeah and now we have gun toting idiots in michigan and nothing against gun ownership by the way i'm not i'm not for and against gun rights okay i I do think we should kind of calm things down but i'm not against guns okay but but still like these guys are like walking in there with guns like it's a fucking symbol of freedom because somebody was trying to take them away during covid they weren't but i guess they were in their heads and and they're like waving Confederate flags like you fucking pieces of shit. OK, in the 1800s, we sent a shit ton of people from Michigan to go fight the South and they gave their lives up to fight for the Union. OK, the Confederacy lost. What the fuck are you doing waving around that flag? If anything, that flag at this point just represents racism. Like, I, I don't get it. There's nothing there's nothing left for the Confederate flag. It only represents racism. Right? Yeah. It, it lost. It's like flying a Nazi flag is pretty much the exact same thing. A flag that lost. Like, what are you proud of? Like, history proved you wrong. Sorry. Go away. <laughs> so, 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 so let, let's get this straight, okay? Because this is some, some things I'm just really not understanding right now is um, there's no outrage at all with all the multi-billion dollar bailouts we're giving to the airlines and other industries, and and we're not even being told what industries, but we just only know what little we are, we're allowed to know because the the Trump administration got rid of the oversight uh, committee. They want to know oversight because obviously Trump is going to try to funnel a lot of that into like the hospitality business, which he has a big stake in, and he doesn't want people knowing that he just took your taxpayer money and gave it back to himself. So that's right. the kind of stuff he does. But but hey, but I don't get where. Okay, how come people aren't like mad about these bailouts? And 
and I really do feel for these small town people and small business owners. Okay. There, there's, there's guys in Benzie County right now and they're struggling. They don't have food on the table. They're not, the tourists are not coming in. A lot of people are having a bad time. The, the, the government needs to step up and give them food to shut them the fuck up. But instead they're just trying to rile them up and get them mad over dumb shit. They don't even know where to direct their anger anymore, dude. It's a joke. I mean, even in Mexico where the response has been pretty bad by all estimates and the government is probably failing it at keeping it at an okay place, which is like most governments in the world, you know, they're at least to the bottom 20% of people, they're really trying to keep them with at least enough money to survive. And that's important. And, you know, United States is not taking care of their citizens and it's something that has to happen. I mean, you, you're responsible for a group of people and we've been paying hard earned taxes for decades. Uh, you know, how about a little bit of fucking heart, guys? <laughs> there, I mean, you, you know, let, let's be fair here. Um, for the people that did get unemployment, it's not so bad. I, I want to be fair. You know, we, there was a $1,200 stimulus check. Um, yeah. Everybody who is on unemployment is getting an extra 600 They They are accepting 1099s, which was, which is a first-time thing. They only accepted w2s and then 1099 is the new thing because that was the loophole that corporations have been using for the last 20 years on americans they've been uh making us contract workers when they could be making us full-time workers so they don't have to give us benefits or unemployment and they can fire us whenever the fuck they feel like it and uh, with no repercussions so i I wouldn't say they're completely leaving people you know hanging out to dry but I, i really feel like in these smaller towns these rural areas they're they they need more help than anybody else they're they depend so much on um, the taxes that get generated from the bigger cities and the tourism and the business that that's generated from people with money. I mean, we're not going to talk about trickle down economics because that's bullshit. But there there is a, you know, uh, a, a relationship between the the money that Detroit generates and then the money that, uh, you know, disperses out to the like the more rural areas. Now, if Detroit's not making money. They're really fucking, you know, and. and they're really doing yeah. bad in those areas. So I, I really do feel for them. I just feel that they're, they're being misled. They're, they're following a false prophet that's going to lead them into death. But they're probably even lower at risk than Detroit is. Like, <laughs> I can't see really people up north having problems unless, you know, the governor reopens things and everybody starts traveling to Traverse City. Then we might have a problem, you know? It's, uh, it's happening. Um uh, I'll give you a little story out of Benzie County about traveling and, and COVID-19. So there was this guy downstate, and he tested positive for COVID-19 the other day, right? Okay. He's from, he's from Benzie County. And he put on Facebook as a joke that he's now positive, positive and he's bringing the Rona to, to Benzie County, and he's going to spread it on purpose, right? Now, he says he did this as a joke, right? Uh-huh. But it didn't really come out so funny. So, like, the, the local sheriff was waiting for him when he got home. Fucking A. <laughs> and uh, apparently he is currently on house arrest. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, know why, you, you know why the sheriff was there? Besides, you know, well, having to take every well, risk, because, like, serious. Because, it's also because he knows that people in that town might actually do that. <laughs> He's like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, um, well, he was just responding to the like nine or more calls from the county saying that 
uh, Nolan Nye just said this on Facebook, and he shouldn't be allowed to say things like that, and he should be taught a lesson. <laughs> it is. Yeah, man. <laughs> Corona really is bringing the worst out of people. It, it is, like, it, it, especially in this country, in a country where we've always been, like, against the government for some reason, you know, even yeah. when we shouldn't be, and this is one of those times when we shouldn't be. The last time I saw Americans uh, unite was actually briefly for a few months after 9-11 like that was the time when i don't care if you're republican democrat independent libertarian green party blah 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 everybody kind of united because we we're like you know what we're, we're starting to see what's important in life and then of course george bush invaded iraq and everything went to shit but before that that little brief window like one year or two year there was a time when we were united as americans and i i just don't see that happening anymore not not with this no. current administration that is hell bent, like hell bent on dividing us. Like just, just I mean, even in in this moment when he could have, he could have been a hero. Trump could have been a fucking hero for once in his life. He fucked it up again. Yeah, I mean, he's never been a hero. What is it like four or five bankrupt companies? I mean, he's he's one of those <laughs> rich people that can just afford mistakes. You know what I mean? And uh, the problem with this mistake is it's called the United States of America. And it's uh, a little bit more uh, higher stakes, you know. Do you, do you think like like cooler heads will prevail? Will will we like open uh, up our eyes and say, you know what, this this guy is taking us for a fucking ride, and it's time we put our foot down. Our economy is in shambles. People are sick. Our government didn't help us, even though we worked and paid taxes for thirty fucking years. You know, are people going to put their foot down finally and say something, or are they going to vote for him again? What do you think? I mean, uh, I would say that there's. I would say it's about fifty fifty, but I would say that fifty fifty is quite encouraging because probably if you asked me a couple of months ago it would have been more like 60 40 or, or even worse so i was i, I was saying 70 30 i thought he'd win in a landslide oh, as I much thought, as people hate him a, a lot of the people i know that were happy with the way the economy were, was going were just going to do something like not vote that way it'd be clear on their conscience they didn't vote for trump but in their you know their passiveness they're kind of allowing him to win yeah i mean we'll just have to see um I know that United States people are awfully pissed off right now uh, to the point where they're showing it. And the government uh, still hasn't really done much about that besides maybe even encourage it in, in some respects. And um, that's just not going to work. Uh, that's not that's not a long term functional uh, concept of how to run a country. Um, you know, they they desperately need to stop ignoring reality and, and pay attention to uh, a crisis that's shut down all international travel, uh, killed airlines, the oil industry. And you can say it's not serious all you want, but look at the ramifications around the world. I mean, we've literally shut down and people are still trying to say that it's not a big deal. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Okay, so uh, I guess that's a that's enough of uh, that's enough of Trump. I don't want him to dominate. Enough of uh, of Michigan. So let's uh, I mean, let's get over to digital to being a, a nomad. And I say okay. digital nomad is because uh, that was something I was striving to be, and I did that for about four months when I was traveling in South America. How yeah. how will how will COVID how will the COVID nineteen pandemic really affect our tra like traveling like people like me and you that just love and live for traveling and live for new experiences what's that going to do to us what what do you what do you th i'll tell you what i think first because we went with you yeah. first so i won't put the pressure on you uh personally I, I i can definitely see two years of like a not a global lockdown but two years of kind of like uh 
slow the fuck down kind of shit, you know? They're going to really discourage it, or if they do encourage it, it's still not going to be a, a huge, like, outpouring of people rushing to go out anymore. Like, I, I really feel like mentally this is probably going to cause some people to just not travel anymore. So I we're going to see hostels and uh, public parks, like, affected by it. We're going to see major cities that depended on it definitely affected. They're already being affected, but they're going to be even more affected as we go down the line. So I, I, I give it about two years for us just to get to the point where we can kind of start traveling again. But I give yeah. it another five to ten years to where it'll be like it was in 2019 at the peak of traveling. Yeah. Um, I would completely agree with that statement as a as a seasoned world traveler. I don't think we can expect any kind of normal travel situation within two years. And like as an example of just the immediate travel situation. So I live 30 minutes from the Belize border, right? Mm-hmm. That is on, that's on purpose. That's tactical. Just so at the rare chance I can cross a border quickly if it's possible. Right. It gives me, it gives me a, a plan B. Right. Right. Um, so like the Belize border is something of high interest to me because it's one of my potential plans if, if necessary, because I don't expect things in Mexico to stay as good as they are. Um, and plans uh, are necessary uh, for potential outcomes that could become real, um, basically. Right. But, it, but back to world travel. I, pro- I don't think I can tr- cross the border into Belize any time before my visa runs out. That's my honest assessment. I have three more months on my visa. I don't think that border is going to be open. I don't think that they're going to be interested or want me to travel into Belize. <laughs> and... and and I could, I could, I completely understand. Why would you want a new citizen in the world right now? Why would you want anybody else to deal with when you could just be like, no? So, so <laughs> what are we looking at? Long-term ramifications. What? When will? When at, will I? When will I be able to get on a plane and just fly yeah, to Spain I mean, for the fuck of it? You know, because I got friends over there. I want to go see them. When will you be able to just grab your backpack, hop on a bus, and just choose a random small town on a map and just, you know? go there and hang out like we're doing in South America. When, when is that going to come back? What do you think? I don't think that it's going to happen in 2020. Yeah, that we can rule that one out for sure. I, I think that maybe if we have a solid response or maybe if I'm, I'm thinking too negatively about it and it's, it's, we're lucky and it's better than what a lot of people predict, we could potentially get things rolling in, in like a year. Kind, kind of. But I mean, I think that's the realistic, especially for world travel time frame we're looking. I think mm-hmm. I'm looking at two years in which I cannot travel the world like I used to travel the world. I, I'm looking at yeah. like I'm looking at like two years where I probably won't even. I would probably just invest and engage in in other activities because I just, um, to be totally honest, just out of due respect for all countries in the world, uh, while we get over this, people do not need to be traveling. <laughs> no, no, they don't. I, I can't tell you the countless numbers of times that I've traveled and I've gotten really sick while traveling. And it just, you know, yeah. like, uh, I, I hate getting sick when traveling. <laughs> like I said, I don't think anybody really likes it. But I mean, I, it's just something I can't stand. I, I can't imagine that if I were sick, let's just say in Lima, and I was ready to get on a flight and go to Detroit, I would bring back some mysterious virus. Like, how are we going to prevent the next COVID is now going to be the question. Yeah. Like, what is going to happen to flying post-COVID pandemic, you know? I mean, 
God knows exactly when it's going to be, but can you imagine what my what, what my trip home is going to be like no matter when I choose to do that in the near future? If if I choose to do that in the near future, it's so so they're uh, going to hit you they're going to hit you with a temperature gun. <laughs> it's oh, not a real gun, but they're going to they're going to point I mean, this like thing at your forehead and they're going to get your yeah. temperature and you are required to wear masks. That is a requirement now. Like you cannot get on a plane without one. Absolutely. So you have to be wearing a mask and they're going to be testing you. And getting out, depending on where this goes, getting out of the country you're in, in my case, Mexico, could be a real problem. Like, if if I wanted to get out of Mexico right now, there's no public transportation. It's all closed. So, um, like, I basically would have to hire a private driver for up to 500 U.S. dollars to drive me to Cancun. Meanwhile, getting lucky enough to get through at least 10 uh, corrupt Mexican roadblocks, you know, it is probably a better option for me to stay put. Well, uh, I I hope it works out for you. Um, You know, I I follow some people on Instagram and I see that they're stuck too in some of their countries. Some of these people are just straight up stuck. Uh, One of my friends though, Tim was, I think he was near your area. He actually got out and went back to the UK. He was able to find a way out. Uh, My friend, um, my friend Rachel was stuck in Nepal for about two weeks. She had to contact the U.S. Embassy, and they chartered a plane to fly out any and all Americans that wanted to leave out of Nepal, and they just flew them. I think they flew them all to D.C., and they were like, good luck. Do what you want to fucking do. We brought you to the United States. Figure it out. <laughs> so, I mean, a lot of people are, are either choosing to come back or to stay stuck, and I, I think that's like, I don't, I don't know what to think of that. I well, mean... No matter where you're at, no matter how good the healthcare is, it seems like you're still going to be shit out of luck if, uh, you know, your your sickness just evolves into like that, uh, you know, where people can't breathe and you need ventilators or oxygen tanks and such. Yeah, like it's the thing is, is just it's just placing your bet. I mean, the whole world is going to get this pretty equal measure of it's a serious situation. And um, my bet is on Mexico, but that's just, it's like going to the casino, you know? <laughs> I mean, either, either way, you're kind of going to lose. I mean, this is a world problem. It's not, it doesn't depend where you are. Everybody loses, but China, it seems like. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're, uh, they're totalitarian ways and being very authoritative uh, yeah. and being able to shut down their whole country the way they did. They seem to have squashed it. We, we just don't. We, we will never know the number of people that actually died, though. I really doubt it was 4,000. I have a very hard time believing 4,000 people died as deadly and as, like, vicious and contagious as this virus has been. But on, on the other hand, on the other hand, a country like India is not having a large amount of deaths. They're doing pretty good so far. We don't know why. It's not the hot weather because there's people in hot weather dying. But... India somehow doing better. Maybe they've just been exposed to so many viruses that this ain't shit to them, you know? I'm pretty sure there's no scientific fact to that. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, see, Hold on, Ray. Yeah, it's good. We have about... Well, we're going to wrap this up in like two minutes. Okay. I just need to get 10 pesos and I'm good. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, sure. No problem. I'll be right. Thanks. Gracias. I got a Mexican food delivery coming in hot. <laughs> Tacos again? Oh, yeah. Oh, Killer, God, I'm so man. jealous. So There's jealous. Four, 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 of them, four of them for $1. And they're straight up. 
they're straight up god like <laughs> oh god yeah, it's you know I I was supposed to I was supposed to go to I was either gonna go Buenos Aires, which that was my first choice, go to Buenos Aires and live there for a few months as a digital nomad and teach English or some shit, or I was gonna do like a cross country drive and go to California and then maybe check out Mexico. So instead, I'm stuck in Michigan. <laughs> totally Mexico jealous right now. Is, Mexico is pretty all right, man. I mean it's. It's definitely a food country, and I, I like that about it for sure. Um, what country was honestly, shadier, Peru or Mexico? I, I, thought, I thought Peru was pretty shady. Mexico is fucking shady, man. <laughs> I mean, I, Mexico is definitely is definitely more dangerous than Peru. Just okay. Just ba- just based on uh, pure statistics, and also uh-huh. just the just the nature of the country. I mean, there's at least. 60% of Mexico that I would not be smart to go to. <laughs> I, I love, um, I, I love Mexicans. Uh, at least the ones that I've lived uh, around in oh, uh, New York city and other places. Um, I always figured that, you know, just like any country with problems, the vast majority are, are good people, but there's always that small percentage that fuck it up for everybody else. <laughs> I mean, it, Mexicans are some of the coolest people in the world, man. They're absolutely fantastic. Uh, the problem is that the biggest cartels in the world are in Mexico. And yeah. so, um, it's a puppet. It's a puppet government. I mean, they don't. The government has no power. Uh, basically, if they need to make a big decision, they call the cartel boss. Uh, that's yeah. That's insane. And you're never well, going to be able to run a country when uh, drug dealers are running your country. Well, I mean, the mafia usually runs every country, doesn't it? I'm pretty <laughs> look sure. At, look, at, look at Russia. Russia. Look at Russia. Um, they are run by the mafia. <laughs> the mafia. Putin is the head of the mafia. <laughs> they you are, don't fuck with that guy. They are absolutely run by uh, by the government. You know, let's not get off topic. I know you got tacos, and it's been about thirty minutes. That's a good, sweet time here. But uh, just a, a quick one. Somebody in uh, I don't know if you heard about this one, but uh, a doctor in Russia complained about not getting enough PPE. You know, personal protection equipment for the hospitals as they're dealing with coronavirus outbreaks over there. And um, then, you know, after the conference call she had where she complained about it, she decided to jump out of a five-story window. Kind of crazy, right? Um, yeah, it's, it's like quite drastically Russian to tell the world something that you think is quite important and then make, inter- and then make international news. And just, you know, and then commit suicide by putting a gun on the back of your head and shooting yourself or jumping it's, out it's, of a window. It's very, it's very <laughs> rushed. She sent a message to the whole world that is, we are not taking good enough care of our healthcare employees. And you can print it internationally because I just killed myself. <laughs> and, and Russians are fucking crazy. Russians are fucking crazy. I don't, I don't think they're killing themselves. <laughs> I think they're getting murdered or getting thrown or getting shot. But uh, anyway, that, that's just, you know, I wanted to close it up with that because, like, I just want to say here in America, you got these guys complaining about their freedom. Dude, everybody, no matter how stupid you are, is obviously allowed to say whatever the fuck they want to say about Donald Trump and his shitty administration and anything else in this country. Your freedom is not under attack. This is just one of those times, you know, that might not even hopefully won't ever happen again in our lifetimes when. Everybody needs to shut the fuck up, stay put, and wait for this thing to pass over because it will. I'm trying to be optimistic here. I think it will pass over. It is going to take time, and that's that, right? I mean, 
I think we're going to be fine, man. Let's just open the economy up. <laughs> okay. And with that, we're going to end this podcast. Thank you again, Noah, for joining me. Yeah. Uh, I think this one is going to actually get, get printed. Is that okay? Because I think the yeah, other that, two that, weren't uh, up to snuff. But that, I think totally, this one's good. That's totally okay, man. Nice. Okay. Pleasure to talk to you. Pleasure to talk to you, man. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy your enjoy your tacos, man. We'll t- we'll we'll do uh, this again. I definitely will, man. I'll talk to you soon. All Bye, right. man. Bye.